Hello, everyone, and welcome to Queer Christian Conversations with me, your host, Coach Yama. Today, we're going to be talking about and answering the question, how can I tell if my pastor lies to me or my leaders of faith or Coach Yama or these affirming people? How can I tell these people lying to me? I get this question all of the time, so I thought it would be a great conversation for us to have today. Also, the floor will be open for you to come in and join me if you so desire, but I'm going to wait for people to join in. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Queer Christian Conversations with me, your host, Coach Yema. I help LGBTQ plus people make peace with their faith and their sexuality. And today we're going to be talking about how am I going to know if the pastor is lying to me. Also, um, my podcast viewers who are joining me live, you haven't heard from me in about a week. Something happened to the app on my phone that I used to use. The app was called Bolt that I used to use to rip the audio off of these videos um, to get them onto the podcast. And I've been trying to figure out another way to do it. And I haven't been able to do so yet. So please, please be patient. Um, but let me check in. How is everybody doing today? Okay. Ahora on this beautiful Thursday. Um it's been a really, it feels like it's been a long week for me, but not in a, in a bad way. I've been having such great conversations with God. It's been really awesome. Um, been doing a lot of mind renewal uh, meditations and it's just been, and of course also I have a, uh, a slight addiction to Clubhouse, okay? If you are a Clubhouse addict like me, please hit the hearts there right now so I know that I am not alone, okay? I love all of the rooms, the business rooms, the heart rooms. Hey, Golden Ray. Um, there is a there is a club on there called the Heart Space, and every Sunday they have this room that talks about expanding your Christ consciousness. It is the most beautiful, um, healing, accepting. It just like it feels like a warm hug when you're on when you're in that room, and I love it. Okay, so that's what I've been doing. I might do some things on Clubhouse here coming up soon as well. Hello, hello, Sarah. How are you? Um. <clears throat> Thank you all for joining me today. I do have a client right after this, so we're not going to be here for too long. That's my dog. The most. Her name is Molly. She's doing the most. I don't understand why. And also, you probably see that my eye is red here. I was washing my face in the shower, and I got some soap in my eye. So that's what that is. At least you know I took a shower, honey. Okay, hello. All right, so let's have the conversation today. Welcome in, welcome in. Um, if you would like to join me for the conversation, please let me know. I will bring you on. If you have questions as we go, hey, Miss Toya, if you have questions as we go, please hit uh, put it in the question um, box or hit the, the video to join me, okay? So how do how can I tell if my pastor hey gelatin how can I t how can I tell if my pastor is lying to me okay more importantly how can I tell I just put that a little bit of clickbait okay uh, cuz that's the the question I'm really going to be answering but how can I tell if this theology this affirming theology people like coach Ama, um all these other people how can I tell if they're really right like is it a lie? Am I, can I trust my heart? Because my heart above all things is deceitful. It feels good. Um, it feels right. But what if they're lying to me, right? 
I have this situation uh, with my clients and I love it when we have these very raw, honest conversations. And one of the things that comes up is just like, well, I believed this other theology for so long and it was wrong. How do I know what I'm, what I'm learning now is actual truth, right? If you had had that question in your mind come up for you, put a one in the comment box for me so I know I'm talking to the right people. Hey, ASIC, how are you? Hey, Lola girl, how you doing? Um, hey, Rach, baby. Oek, how is everybody doing? So if you've had that question in your mind, that, that, that sneaky doubt that's saying, well, how do I know this affirming theology is right? How do I know they're telling me the truth? It's so opposite of what I've been learning before. Okay, I see, I see some ones. Okay, so I'm talking to the right people. All right, cool. We're going to keep it short and sweet today. Y'all know how I do, okay? We're going to laugh a little bit, bust it up a little bit, but we're going to get you some truth here real quick. So here is what I want you, number one, to understand scientifically. We're going to start scientifically, okay? Your biology is literally wired to be able to tell whether you're hearing a lie or truth. So when the scripture uses um when when pastors use that you cannot trust your heart above all else all else it's deceitful they're talking to people before the cross and before jesus who did not have the holy spirit with them okay number one but also you got to read the context of that scripture okay but biologically okay thanks lola biologically you are wired the way that your mind processes processes information as you're receiving it will let you know whether or not you're hearing the truth or a lie right now as i'm speaking to you something is happening in your body that's resonating with what i'm saying like yeah i i've been able you've had people lie to you and you're like mm. something usually we say this something is just not sitting right right we're able to do that with our non-religious family with people who are maybe we're in relationships with friendships, romantic relationships, even family members, when they're lying to you and you're hearing the information, your heart physically, biologically, neuro neurologically, right? Because we have a small heart. Um, we have some neurons, um, some brain uh, chemistry that's going on in our heart. And the heart is like a checker right so your heart is going to be when you hear something right your brain begins to process it process it it goes down to your heart and your heart lets you know like mm, i don't have peace about that that they i don't know what they're lying about but they lying about something that is how god created you okay to be able to tell and this even makes me go back hey farah um, <clears throat> thanks Lola. This also even makes me go back to the fact that they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? Their heart was able to discern because they had the knowledge. Okay. This goes back to the garden. Even they have the knowledge of good versus evil truth versus lie. So before we even get to scripture, before we even get to the fact that you're a believer, okay, how can I tell somebody's lying to me? Let's not even let's not even talk about uh Christian the Christian world right now. Just generally, you're able in your body to feel it. You can feel when it's a lie, you can feel like when it's a truth. When it is a lie, you have no peace. 
when it is truth, it's going to be accompanied by peace. If you want the scripture to back this up, Colossians 3.15, okay, says, let the peace of God rule in your heart, not in your mind, okay, in your heart. So if you receive information that is aligning with what you know to be truth, because number one, okay, let's back it up a little bit. Number one, we're creating in the image of God, which means we're created in the image of truth of not truth, but of love, right? Everything that is aligned with love is truth. Everything that is aligned with fear is a lie, okay? So if you're receiving information that's not aligned with love, how your body literally biologically is created, you're gonna feel a dis-ease. There's gonna be um, a break in, in peace, a break in, um, what's the harmony is going to happen for you you're going to have disharmony with what you're hearing so you remember sitting in church right um and the preacher let's go let's go to the church now right so number one you're created in the image of god which is love number two that translates biologically that our bodies specifically our heart is able to tell it tells us whether we're hearing a lie or truth because we have if it's a lie a lack of peace if it is truth, we have peace, right? And you know what peace feels like. You're, you're breathing in your stomach, right? You're, you're, you breathe a little deeper. Your shoulders relax, right? When you're hearing a lie and you're in a situation that has dis-ease and disharmony, you breathe in your chest. Your shoulders are up here, right? Because your, your chest could get ready to fight. <laughs> Let's be honest. You ready to throw some hands, all right? So your body getting ready to do what we got to do. You know what I mean? Fight in the air. You know, I love, I love to joke with y'all, okay? So that's what's happening. Now, when you remember sitting in church, right? And you were hearing, for example, um, Jesus came to die for your sin because God had to punish Jesus because we were so sinful. It was something in your body that was like, why would God punish himself? I mean, it sounds great, right? You keep hearing like enough, you're going to believe it. But there's still something in your heart that just doesn't feel like, but why would you? How is it possible that God can separate himself from himself and pour out wrath on himself? So like all of the things that they did was enough to to uh, pay for that, that beating that Jesus received and going to hell was like enough for the sins of the entire world. Like, hmm, that's not really sitting right with me, right? Your heart, okay, was letting you know there's something about this sermon. There's a missing link. Either you're, this is when, um, <clears throat> what happens in church. When we start to feel that disharmony and that dis-ease because we're getting a mixture of a truth and of a lie, okay? Because it's not oftentimes you're going to sit in church and hear, I mean, unless it's the non-affirmative theology, um, but to hear, well, even that, there's a little bit of love in it from their perspective, but most often in church, we're hearing a mixture of the lie and the truth, right? The Jesus have to come and, and sacrifice and die? Yes. But was he dying for our sin? No, he was dying to give us back authority. Oh, did I just drop a bomb? I'm sorry. Were you ready for that? Huh? Hello? Okay. What happened in the garden? The enemy came and they gave over their dominion, right? Which is why Jesus came back 
preaching the king's dominion, the kingdom. They gave over their dominion and Jesus went in there to snatch them keys, okay? Snatch the keys to give us back dominion. If it was about sin, God could have just wrapped, uh, wiped Adam and Eve out, okay? So Jesus did not come to punish, <coughs> to be punished for your sin, okay? Your sin was forgiven. Your sin can be forgiven without it having to be punished, okay? You've forgiven people without having to put them through the ringer, okay? It's not hard to understand, right? So just remember that sitting in church, even as a child, you're thinking like, and then there's fear that comes along with it. Like, why am I fearful? If you're preaching me the good news, where is this fear coming from? Now I want to serve God out of fear? Like, what is that, right? That's not, it's not truth. You're being told a lie, okay? There is, let me just say it nicely, um, a non-truth. No, I'm not going to say it nicely because the devil got to get called out. It's a lie, okay? We know who the father of lies are, okay? Um, Jesus came to bring us grace and truth, okay? And truth feels like something. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And what did Jesus say in John 8.32? You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So how do I know I'm being lied to? I feel like somebody's putting me in bondage, okay? There is a list of things that I have to do to live up to something God gave me for free. I don't, it doesn't track. It don't make no sense, okay? Is this resonating for y'all? Hello, are you there? Can you hear me? Uh-huh, can you hear me? It doesn't line up. Why am I having to live by a set of rules, a list of do's and don'ts that Adam and Eve honestly didn't have, they had one. <laughs> you had one job, okay? One job. Come on now. One. Child, you know what? I was talking to God about that one day. And uh, God said, even if it wasn't Adam, one of y'all would have did it. And you probably would have been the one to eat, to eat that fruit. Okay? So we got to extend some grace to our first, uh, our first mother and father. Okay? Um, but they had one job. And they messed it up, okay? Because they really didn't. If you read, if you read scripture, they have really no other rules after that, right? They were under grace, um, so we're under grace. And Jesus came and gave us back our dominion, right? If you read the scripture and you pay attention, specifically the New Testament, right, and the Gospels, if you if you keen in your mind to pay attention to every time Jesus spoke about the kingdom versus salvation, you will be very shocked, right? Because the church has been a, a majoring on the minor things, okay? Being born again is just, okay, you're born again is a miracle, okay? Now what? <laughs> um, I'm going to actually be teaching this for our Bible app next uh, next month, Querying Jesus in the Kingdom of God. Um, in a course, if you want to sign up for that, I believe they have a sliding skill, um, $75 to $100 to join. So our Bible app, go to their page or on Instagram and you can join me. We're going to start April 5th, okay? It's going to be every Monday for five Mondays, okay? So how do I know if the pastor's lying to me? I feel like you're giving me a list of to-dos and to-don'ts and I'm not hearing anything about me having dominion. 
I'm not hearing anything about what Jesus came to give me. I'm feeling tied up, right? I'm feeling far away. There's no peace that's happening in my heart. I'm going home thinking I have to do this. I have to do that. I'm not excited at all, okay? Because love is God. The evidence of love in your life, the first thing is should be joy. So if I'm telling you something right now and you're getting excited about it, right? You should know that you're hearing truth right? When somebody started to talk to you about, um, begin to speak to you about God affirming you and accepting you. I mean, a little bit of you were like, mm, I don't know, but deep down in your heart, there was something that God was getting excited. Like, what if it's true? Right? Like a little smile on your face. Like what if, Oh, 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 right. A little bounce, right? Cause we bounce when we get happy. A little bounce in your spirit, right? Ooh, what if it is true? Oh my gosh. So like all this time, I've been, yes, you've been getting lied to, but all this time, God's loved me, God's accepted me. Your shoulders start to drop, right? You start to breathe different, okay? Um, you start to experience the rest of God, okay? If I'm speaking something to you that's supposed to give you faith in God and you don't feel a rest after that, that's a problem, all right? And this goes from the question that I get to as a follow-up to this, where people are like, well, um, <clears throat> when I talk, when I talk to God, <laughs> Ray said all this time, damn. Um, <laughs> when I talk to God, um, I think I hear God tell me not to be gay anymore, and I have peace about that. Is that the same thing you're talking about? Okay. Here's the thing with the peace that you're speaking about. <clears throat> there's a peace that comes with um conforming to the religious standards of your community because you're no longer at odds with them there's a peace okay an absence there's an absence of resistance that comes when you conform to the religious community that you're in, that is a piece that happens up here in your mind because you're no longer mentally fighting against what they're telling you. The piece that I'm speaking about is a piece that you can sense deep down in your soul that your heart, you know the difference, you've experienced it before, right? You know the difference. Um, there's a piece that happens here, right? Like for example, we grew up in homes where maybe you try a little, be a little rebellious, okay? Try to stretch your little adult muscles in the house and your um, parents or guardian was fighting against it and finally you just gave in, you just surrendered, okay, to that and you had peace in the house. There was no more arguing, okay? There was none of that. Did you feel it on the inside? Did you still, were you still standing up on the inside? Probably, right? But on the outside of things, you were surrendering to it. And so there was no longer that resistance. So the peace that you have when you hear, you suppose it, that is God telling you, like, I want you not to be gay anymore. That's like you saying, okay, finally, I agree with what they're saying to me. Yeah, I finally agree. I don't have to fight. I can be in community again. Okay, I have peace about that. And how long does that normally last for you? Right, you go back there, your truth, it's still gonna pop up, right? Because the first time that you found out and came out to yourself, there was a peace. Yes, surrender versus alignment. Yes, watercolor. Um, there was a peace that you had 
that kind of it felt like you finally came home to yourself right that like okay those feelings all along that's what that was okay all right cool then the then the the disharmony came when you thought about t telling other people because that resistance the idea of being resistant against the community and possibly losing community that fight brought in the fear right but initially there was a coming home to yourself okay and when you hear when you're sitting down listening to people who are affirming like myself like kevin garcia like brenda from god is gray which her book is coming out next month make sure you pre-order um on her knees uh who else that's in the space right now joe lehman um our bible app um crystal Cheatham. so many different people that's in the space right now right when you hear us speaking to you and you feel the peace that's coming along with that i want you to for this week as you're listening whether on clubhouse I know Kevin does Saturday Church. Make sure you, you follow him. Kevin Garcia, awesome person. Has a great book called Bath Theology Kills, um, which is really what I'm talking about today, but I didn't want to call it Bath Theology. Um, <clears throat> when you're spending that time listening and you, and you sense that peace, don't push it away, right? Because your mind, your mind over matter, your mind over your heart, you can force your heart out of alignment, out of peace, and put yourself in a situation that's going to harm you. We've all been, child, y'all know about my relationship I just came through, okay? Well, let me say several of them. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Um, I've been in situations, I should just say all of my, mm, hmm, I should say most of my past relationships, like since I've been having relationships, there was a lack of peace that I pushed beyond because I wanted that connection. I wanted to have that relationship so you can push past your peace, right? That's why Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. If you don't have peace about something, even if you don't know which direction to go, sit down and don't do nothing about it until you have peace to move forward in whichever direction, okay? That's just general life information, um, a life tip for you. The peace of God in your heart is going to lead you in the right direction every single time. And if you trust that it's the Holy Spirit, your intuition, um, the universe, whatever you wanna call it, it feels like peace. And if it's moving you in a, in a direction, you can trust it, even if it turns out to be a situation that's like not fun, there's going to be a rerouting to get you in the right in the right space okay trust it with everything you have that's a lesson that i've learned in this past season that if i had listened to the peace okay um to my not even the peace sometimes we have to listen to the lack of peace if i had listened to the lack of peace i had and it wasn't fear okay let me let me clarify this really quickly for all of us the lack of peace that you're going to experience in your heart okay is not fear I'm going to say that again. There's a difference between you hearing a lie and experiencing fear versus your heart letting you know that this is not a situation for you. It'll be a lack of peace. Like being um, restless is a better way to say when you feel restless, okay? When you feel unsettled. But it should not feel like anxiety. It shouldn't feel like fear. God never, never is going to lead you by putting fear on you because perfect love which god is cast out all fear 
okay? So if you're going in a direction and there's fear there, back it all the way up, okay? Because whoever, whenever someone is communicating God to you and communicating the divine to you and fear is triggered in your heart, okay? You have not been introduced to God, okay? Where fear is, God is not, okay? So if I'm presenting a God to you, that is creating fear in your heart, honey. I'm not. How can I tell a pastor's lying to me? Because I'm leaving scared as hell. Literally, scared of hell and scared as hell. Okay? Not God. Not God. Okay? Keep going. Right? Till you feel and experience and encounter um, a God that has full peace. Even the Christmas story. What did, where, what did the angels come and say? Peace on earth. In goodwill toward men okay right Jesus said in John 15 my peace I leave with you all the time Isaiah 26 3 if you keep your mind stayed on me I will keep you in perfect peace Philippians 4 6 7 and 8 right if you talk to me right and you tell me what you need I just trust me my peace that I'm going to give you is going to surpass all of your understanding because it's coming from here right because sometimes god will give us peace about something like affirming theology right like hmm <clears throat> i have a lot of peace about this but i don't understand it is the peace come on holy spirit because i didn't have that before in my notes it is the peace that is surpassing all understanding that's what's happening right so um let's see here let me make sure i got all of my notes do 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 um, and I'll pull up this question here really quickly. Okay, I got that. Okay, so scientifically, your body's created for peace, literally. Um, is there such a let me put this up here? Uh, here's a question Is there such a thing as hard truth in God? When I've heard people talk about the hard truth of God, is usually them saying that. They're trying to harm me and I have to accept it, right? Like, like, I mean, perfectly for our audience and who we are, right? The hard truth is that God made us male and female and he's only going to bless, right, um, a male and a female relationship. So I'm going to be speaking this hard truth to you in love because you have to force yourself to align with this because you're not God. You didn't create yourself. You're completely out of alignment. So straighten up, submit, okay, because you're being rebellious right now, right? And you're not listening. So this is a hard truth. Sorry, honey. Tough love. No, honey. That's not, that doesn't align with the pattern that Jesus showed us in scripture, okay? If there are hard truths for them to learn in the way that the church or our current society teaches us, we need to look at the example that Jesus had with the disciples. How many times did Jesus say, this is the hard truth. You being rebellious right now. You need to lie. No, 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 okay? It was not spoken in the spirit of um, you're being rebellious right now. Now he did. He did come at the Pharisees. Of course he did. Call. I love that when he called them the brother vipers. When you read that in context, when you get to that verse, it is hilarious. Because Jesus was savage 
with the religious people and I stand for it. But when it's come to people whose heart are open to following, right, and listening, there are no hard truths that God is forcing you to align with other than the fact that you are loved, right? The hard truth of you being loved is in the face of decades and decades of people telling us, number one, that it's hard for God to love us. It is not hard for God to love you. God has loved you from the beginning. It is not difficult for God to love you, okay? Jesus came without any of us sending up an SOS. <laughs> Ain't nobody here sending up no SOS to Jesus, to God, for Jesus to come, okay? That plan was put into place, all right, before any of us, okay? So there was no SOS. Jesus came, and the Lord said, said this, and I think it's, ooh, let me pull this up. Uh, what is the scripture? If he gave you his son, right? How much more will he freely give you all things? Freely means that it's not going to cost you anything except your faith to receive what God has for you. So there are no hard truths that God has for you that's going to beat you over the head. Do we go in directions where God needs to um, correct us? Yes, because we do things that are harmful to us, but it is not a correction that's beating you up upside the head. No, that's not how God corrects you, right? God is always going to call you up higher into who you are because God knows that the only way to change behavior is not to work on the behavior, is the change on how you see yourself. So God is always, Holy Spirit is always there to remind you, okay, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that you, number one, are loved, okay, that you are cherished, that you have dominion in the earth. That's what Holy Spirit is there to remind you of to, so you can lift up into that and that'll change automatically your behavior. But God's not going to sit here and have a conversation with you about your behavior. Not, it's not going to happen. Okay, because he's God. He know how he created us. Okay, if you can see it, you can be it. I believe I can fly. Okay, come on now. I believe I can touch the sky. I see me running. What is it? What's the What's the verses, y'all? Help me out. Help me out. I see it something on the night and day. Spread my wings and fly away. I thought there was a verse in there that talked about I believe like he could see it. If I could see it. I, something, something, girl, y'all know what I'm talking about. Stop, stop, stop. You already know. Through the open door. <laughs> oh, no, not R. Kelly, girl. I'm so, cancel, 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 okay? <laughs> I think about it every night and day. No, we, if I could see, no, we're not even talking R. Nope, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna leave R. Kelly alone. You should see the type of attitudes I get when I'm at the at the bar. Having my, my nice little steak and somebody play R. Kelly, I'd be having a whole attitude. <coughs> yeah, it's Space Jam, child. I watched Space Jam when I was very young. Welcome to the Space Jam. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> yes, and it's MJ as well. You know, big ups to Michael. Um, I was looking for that scripture that Jesus says, I have given you all things. Okay, um, how much more am I? I've given you my life. How much more do you think you really owe me? 
to live this life that I have for you. If there's a hard truth that you need to receive, the truth that you really need to receive is that you're loved. And that takes work for us to learn because we've been so much more um, seeped and saturated into believing that we're not enough, that there's something wrong with us, okay? So that's gonna take some work. Um, the only hard other truth I can think about that's coming up to me right now, when Jesus was kind of cleaning out the, the crowd and he said to them, um, if you wanna come up and enjoy this, you're gonna have to drink my blood and eat my flesh. They said, what type of hard sayings? <laughs> that's the type of hard truth, okay? If you wanna have communion with me, you wanna enter into this kingdom, you gotta be a partaker of my flesh in my blood where is that coming from genesis when adam saw eve and said now this is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone jesus is saying if you want to be a part of this you got to become one with me okay we have to have such union that people can tell where you end and where i begin he was talking about union it's a beautiful thing i've been meditating on that let me find it for you really quickly um i'm a google okay google is my um how much more, how much more freely? Um, Romans 8.32. It says, since he did not spare, I don't have my glasses on, that's why I'm squinting. Um, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously, freely give us all things so that's romans 8 32 any other questions before we close up i got a client um coming up here real quickly here's another question um melinda says i've been discussing empathy with people and how some christians um don't show it can empathy be taught i think sympathy can be taught I do not think empathy can be taught, but that is my personal opinion. Um, you can maybe catch empathy if you hang around somebody who's empathetic, um, but as an empath myself that deeply feels, um, even, it's so funny, even uh, last night, I couldn't sleep till like six o'clock in the morning. I called, um, one of my friends called me today and she was like, yeah, I couldn't sleep and I, I didn't end up going to bed till around six. Like I was picking up her energy and I knew it, I can tell. I've been doing this thing long enough. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can, but I could tell that it wasn't my energy. And so like, it was almost like I was holding space for her, like carrying whatever she was carrying as well. And so I believe empathy is a deep spiritual, um, <clears throat> maybe calling as well as like is a gifting i don't know that it can't be taught but you can be um sympath as an empath I, sh I guess you say um but empathy itself mostly the way empathy is taught like if you haven't been through it before it's very difficult for you to understand what other people are going through um uh, for me recently going through um the the struggle of the relationship that i just had I am watching different TV shows now and I'm feeling a lot more empathetic to their situation than I was in the past when I was younger. Like I'm watching older shows and I'm seeing like, oh my gosh, like these people really were going through things, but I had no, I had no grid for it, right? Because I had not gone through um, that situation before. So I couldn't be empathetic. I was sympathetic, like it was sad, but it wasn't anything like I could really feel. But I do see the difference now, having gone through that. Um, 
Ch- uh, Chuka, is it Chikash? Uh, had a Bible study with a friend and we came across the fact that the sword of the spirit is the word of God, which led me to ask uh, the hypothetical, could Christians, I can't see the rest of it. I don't know why it does that. Why wouldn't it let you see the rest of it? Oops, sorry guys. I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to spread, uh, hoping I could spread the question, but I don't think it would let me. Chukak, I can't see the rest of it. I can't see the rest of your question. Okay, let's take one more if I can see it. Lola says, is it as a transgender lesbian Christian woman who has a bi-curious sissy side, is it okay to experiment physically with consent, of course? Uh, Experiment with what, Lola? I'm not sure. I'm so sorry, guys. I, it's, I don't know why it doesn't let you see the whole thing. Could Christians be... Here's Chica's... Um, I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your name. Um, I think your name is Chiza, though. I think that's how we talk in uh, the DMs. Could Christians be without the Bible since we have the Spirit within us? Well, Paul was. <laughs> it's funny. I just had the conversation with my client yesterday. Paul was. Paul didn't have the, have the New Testament. He wrote it. <laughs> Now, here's the, here's the purpose of the Bible. The purpose of the Bible is for us to learn the nature and character of God, okay? Especially in the New Testament where Jesus came to, re, uh, to reveal the name of God as Father, okay? So for that benefit, right? Because what did Jesus tell the Pharisees? You are here looking at the Old Testament scriptures all day. You are... You're, you're looking for me and I'm standing right in front of you and you can't tell that it's me, okay? Shame on you. Searching all day, looking to serve this God and I'm and he right here and you can't tell who it is, okay? So the scriptures, unless you have revelation, okay? When Remember when Jesus was on the, uh, with the two people on the road to Emmaus and he opened up the Old Testament and revealed himself in there and their hearts burned, right? Because they were hearing truth. Okay, what did we just talk about? Because there was experiencing the truth of God in their heart. The Bible says their heart burned within them because truth was being told to them. So you can see with the help of Holy Spirit, Jesus revealed, and people have done so many studies on this. You can Google it. You can see Jesus in all different all the different types and shadows, okay, uh, in the Old Testament. And then when he comes and is revealed in the New Testament to learn who God is. So when you're talking to him, right, you are able to discern whether it's God or it's religion speaking to you. I mean, very plainly, if it's not of love, okay, however you define unconditional agape love for yourself at the time, God's a big God, he can handle you, okay, um, and get you to the right place. However you define love at that time and God's given you a body that can that can sense, okay? We have lie detectors within our body. We should say truth detectors. Let's not be negative about it. Um, we have truth detectors on the inside of us, okay? So you are able, if you would trust yourself, if you would trust um, that God is big enough to speak to you, to have encounters with God about not only your life right now, about your generation, to hear answers, okay? To have a sweet communion with Jesus. Because the conversations that I've had with Jesus about affirming uh, theology, affirming my sexuality, I had to learn, um, I had to learn the nature of God and the character of God to know that he really is love, she really is love, okay? They really are love, so that I could have 
that those one-on-one -on -one encounters that had to be my foundation okay so if you have the help the wisdom use it okay and then whether or not you need the bible um i'm not gonna say you don't need it because it's a sacred text and it is beautiful okay i don't have any hate toward the bible at all i love the bible do i have it as an idol absolutely not but I love reading scripture. I love reading other people's experiences uh, with God from back in the day. And just as much as I love hearing people share their experiences with God now, okay? So that's really all it is. But do you need the Bible to encounter Jesus? No, because Jesus is showing up in the Middle East right now in places that um, missionaries can go and revealing himself to people all by himself, right? He got all by himself. <laughs> he can handle it, all right? Um, so I hope that answered your question, guys. I do have to run and get ready for my client. If you have not, I have, <clears throat> it might close up tomorrow, okay? But as of now, I have one more slot opened. You have many slots to schedule a breakthrough call with me um, to determine if we can work together or not. But there's one more coaching slot for the end of this month that's opened up. So go into my bio, uh, click the link in the bio. I do one-on-one -on -one coachings, okay? Um, their first call is complimentary, it's free, and we get to the bottom of how the fear of hell has been affecting your life, whatever pain that's been coming up, um, the root of it, right? We got to bring it out in the open, and then we build a plan for you moving forward so you're not stuck in that place. Because the truth is, the way our brain chemistry works, we are either growing or we're in the state of survival, okay? God did not make you to be in a state of survival and if you're in a state of fear of any magnitude your body is in a state of survival it not only affects you mentally and spiritually it literally harms our bodies as well right because we're not we're not made to live in disharmony against love and against truth okay we're supposed to be grow, supposed to be growing developing in our freedom okay having dominion in this earth running shit here okay that's what we're supposed to be doing all right so um set up a call with me i'll be i would love 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 to talk to you all right um let's see what else and i think that's it as far as the podcast, guys, I'm still working on the technology on how to get that onto Spotify and Apple. So please have patience. All right. I love you all. Have a beautiful weekend and I will see you next week. Bye. How do I? Okay, here we go.